0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Black Dot Blog. I'm Heaven Sharnice, the founder of Heavy Talk Media. Today, I'll be speaking with the founder of Tasha Mac Fitness. So just start with telling me a little about yourself.
1: Um, Well, I am also an HBCU grad. Uh, Love so it. I went Virginia State University, um, and I'm a big time Trojan. I bleed orange and blue. Uh, my sister was an Aggie, though. So, oh, wow! Yeah, but she did. Hey. Tra- she did transfer to, to Virginia State. So it's fine. Still, still She's Aggie crying still- every day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I am many things. Um. I am a yoga instructor, personal trainer, meditation coach. Um. But I'm also a co. So I'm the owner of. CEO of Tasha Mac Fitness LLC, but I'm also the co-owner of um, Ballyhoo VAPR. Me and my sister have a public relations agency that's been around since about 2018 or so. Um, so I dibble and dabble in, in quite a few things, um, but I'm all about entrepreneurship, doing it all on your own if you can. Um, and especially, and I have a podcast. So with that, we feed into the culture. Um, right. My sister do it. And so we do that for the culture um, because you know you want to have, like you, you want to have that platform that you're able to bring in so that we can hear each other speak and uh, we get a place for you to do that. So right. that's a little bit about me. Okay.
0: So start with telling us about your business. How did you come up with the name? What's the mission?
1: Okay, so Tasha Mac Fitness, well, apparently, um, Tasha Mac is me. Um, I actually, in the corporate world, I had managed like 50 people, and I was uh, the only African-American senior lead at the time. And so everyone called me boss lady. Of course, my name was Tasha Tasha Mac, Tasha, it all fits. Right. So oh, that's, right. how I, <laughs> that's how I got that name. Um, and I realized that it was like sticking. And then I became a trainer. I've always kind of been into fitness, um, especially right after I had my son, he's now 17. Um, But after I had my son, it was like, get the baby weight off, figure it out. Um, And as women, especially black women, we don't really focus a lot on our mental health and our physical health sometimes, especially once we become a mom, our day to day. Uh, So it became something I kind of became obsessed with. And then I decided that people were listening to me um, as I would blog and do different things um, in the community. So uh, COVID hit, I got laid off. And I got all my certs and everything, and Tasha Mac Fitness became this, it kind of took a life of its own. And that's when I started virtual trainings. Um, Mac Squad kind of became the virtual training world when everybody everybody was at home. You really could not go to the gym. So I thought of an idea where people could basically, you would come to me with your group of friends. So you would say, okay, me and my homegirl and the girl from work, we want to work out at this time, three times a week, virtually. And so you would work out in your squad. You get to name your squad, and that's kind of how that happened. Um, that sounds just, cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, fortunately, they all be everybody became friends. So all the squads joined together. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it became <laughs> a big thing. It was about thirty women ended up being all. Oh, sounds women. great. Yeah, and they were all African American and of all different ages in all different parts of the United States, um, to the point where we were having like group parties on Zoom cuz at that time we were stuck right so we <laughs> were in the
0: house with a pandemic why not right
1: so we were like completely stuck so you couldn't do anything um we had christmas party christmas exchanges we figured out how to do that virtually and then once we were let out the house um i did the max squad retreat and throughout that process myself i was going through a separation and a divorce so with that uh, i learned a lot but yoga started be- yoga and meditation started to be my safe haven. Um, And so then I was like, wow, it's changing my life. So I'm going to learn how to do it myself. So then I became certified. And then from there became Tosh Mac Fitness, the yoga sector of it, um, which is probably the most, my most proud because uh, our community really takes to it. And I appreciate that because it does help with your mental health and you need that in all sectors of life. Business um, relationships, etc. So uh, that's kind of Tasha Mac Fitness in a nutshell.
0: So I think you kind of answered the question, but was there one pivotal moment? <laughs> no, my <laughs> next question. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. No, okay. No, 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 my next. Was say, okay. <laughs>
0: no, my next one. So, okay. was there one pivotal moment that jump started? Like, okay, this is I. I want to do this now
1: yeah i think it was to be honest i always had my foot in this in, in in the industry um but for fitness the layoff did it i'm not gonna lie COVID hit my company i had been working for for eight years they like said hey it's a wrap. um and i was like this is a sign they gave me a severance so i'm like this is a sign i can focus on just what i want to do and it did give me a time to do that and I will say that was probably the most pivotal moment, but the next, I know it's kind of twofold. The most pivotal moment probably was like the Max Squad retreat that I, the first one I had. Um, there's been two since, but the first one, I rented a beach house um, in North Carolina and I hosted it. I cooked for the all uh, 11 women. Um, we'd worked out, we meditated, we journaled. Um, it was pretty nice, but to hear how it affected them, that's when I realized that I was walking in my purpose. Right. I was like, this is it. Like, oh. no matter what I do, yeah, no matter what I do, this is apparently my calling. This is my ministry. Um, I I thought I was bringing people together to stay healthy, with which I was, but it was hitting them differently um, than what I expected. And that's when I realized that that's what I was supposed to be doing.
0: So you talked about the yoga and this mm-hmm. mindset that you cook for the people. So what are... <laughs> Love, love to eat. So what are some products or services that you offer?
1: So right, are you mean right now or this? Yes. Now. So now, right now, I'm working on watching everything virtually from the yoga end. So the yoga side of things is not virtual for me. Okay. It's, lo- it's local only. Um, and that's because, honestly, yoga is a, a bit of a healing service. Um, so, you know, very personal, very one-on-one. Uh, but, of course... People want virtual, Uh, so I am working on doing that, hopefully rolling out an app where they can do it, you know, virtually. Uh, But right now, also, um, the training piece of it, virtual training, I teach a HIT group class every morning at 7 a.m., Monday through Saturday, um, and that's all virtual. And it's been like that for two years uh, and there's a group of women so people come in come out you know some people show up some people don't um so that's always our option and i also train uh face to face i'm not face face one-on-one virtually Uh, so people can be, I can be your trainer and I know that doesn't sound right. Like people are like, how do people do it virtually? But you seriously, I'm going to know what you're doing as long as your camera is on. So, um, we offer that. And then of course, meditation, um, meditation is completely virtual and offered. So I do one-on-one meditations virtually, uh, and that can all be signed up on my, on my website.
0: So what would you say is your most popular service that, that the people love?
1: Two of them. Uh, Yeah. The group, the group fitness, um, because that's it's I I think it's the group piece of it. We play music. I tell you what to do. They talk smack to me the whole time, you know, (laughs) and and then meditation. Meditation is a big thing. People love that. Um, People DM me, you know, and they're like, hey, I need it badly. A lot of times people don't realize that meditation is at best sometimes guided. So I guide you. So um, it's not just you sitting there in silence figuring it out yourself. It's me helping you get there.
0: So, what would you say? Maybe is some common since you are in this field. So maybe some common misconceptions about fitness in general, Mm, girl.
1: Okay. (laughs) So the first thing. (laughs) The first thing. (laughs) First thing is that it's like these quick fixes. Right. Um, Not gonna happen overnight. Yes. And that they're going to, so there's these like quick fix diets, like, you know, mm-hmm. drank some broth. Not really so listen, you're going to lose the weight. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. You're going to lose the weight, but you're going to be mad in about two more weeks because back. all that weight is coming back. And I don't, and literally I have clients who do it and they, of course, they're still working on their training. They're like, yeah, they're lo- I'm losing the weight. And I'm like, girl, I'm going to need you to eat. Because if you don't eat something, the body's going to get used to that. So that would be one of them. Um, one of the other things, of course, is that yoga is hard. And it's not. And people say that all the time. And um, yoga is, is huge. It's a huge stress relief. It reduces anxiety, depression, um, all those good things. You do it on your own pace. You're not supposed to do it like the person on the screen or in front of you. You do it on your own pace. And then last but not least, meditation, meditation. Um, is impossible, and it's not impossible. I think people real think that they're supposed to sit there in silence. Um, and you really, only way I learned how to meditate was through guided, with someone guiding me, listening. To, you could find a guided meditation on. You don't have to pay me, but you could find one on YouTube, and it's absolutely free. Someone talking through it. I have free videos on YouTube for meditation where I guide people. You know, guide my watchers. So, um, yeah, I think those are my top three. That was very
0: helpful. So this kind of also ties in. Was there one, is there one fitness tip that you think someone watching should be conscious of?
1: Movement is medicine. Okay. Period. So a lot of times I'm a, like me, myself, of course, I too work out. Um, so I have a tendency to want to go hard all the time. Mm-hmm you don't sometimes you don't have time to do that i don't usually have time to do that all the time so i i beat myself up or you know some people who don't want to work out at all right exactly and you need like go walking go walk outside put on your favorite me- playlist put some reggae on dance for a good 20 30 minutes you've moved mission accomplished the problem is we're not moving and movement is medicine, mentally and physically.
0: There's always this conversation that oh, I see on social media about just the interactions in the gym between males and females and maybe how some of the guys, you know, they may be a bit creepy. So can you speak a little? What is your experience been like in the gym? And how do you feel about women's only gyms?
1: So I actually teach yoga at a women's only gym. Wow. This is funny you say <laughs> Very funny I said that. Wow. Hilarious that you say that. Because what, yeah. it's funny because I have a men clientele for yoga. And I had to, when I started teaching there, I had to kind of tell them, like, hey, guys. And it was very awkward for me. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is weird to say, hey, we, they don't accept men. You know? Um, but I see why. So women, as you know, of course, women, there's we have so many insecurities
0: mm-hmm.
1: already. Right. Just putting on our clothes, figuring out this jean fits, or this legging fits. So then we have to go to a gym. Then you have the other woman who may be super confident. Right. She's walking around sports bra, short shorts. And then you're over here like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm here. So that that situation right there alone is uncomfortable and makes you want to just stay home and don't do nothing. Absolutely. So then you enter the part about the man that's there. And to be honest, I I have a gym here at my house now. Um, I have gym memberships. I can't really focus like I want to in the gym because that there is a distraction. I think that that's why there are women gyms because women have a tendency that we just don't feel comfortable for so many reasons. It could just be, a bad day and we don't, you know, you're already you're battling with so many things as a woman and then you have to go to the gym and then you have to feel like someone's looking at you, someone's judging you, whether it's a man or a woman. Um, so I think that it's a, I think it's a, um, it's a stereotype, but it's a, it's true. I hate to say it. It's true. And I, and I just encourage women to find, I don't mean no harm, but check YouTube, check TikTok, Find a workout, find someone that's guiding you, and then you can go to the gym. Like, let's say you don't have these things at home. Fine. Go on TikTok. Find you a good routine. Take that to the gym with you. And you know what's funny? Now when I go and do face-to-face in the gyms and I have clients, I see a lot of people pop their phones up. And, and
0: they do a workout video. Yeah, they do
1: workouts with it, right? Yeah. And so, and I always tell women, put your, put your headphones on. Loudest as you can. Like, zone out. Don't allow anything else to come within the bubble if you have to work out. At a gym. If not, find those. I mean, back in the day, I feel like I didn't have those options, but there's just so many options you can do stuff at home now. Um, so, like, I live and die by the Peloton. So, I really don't have to go far, <laughs> but right. they have a digital app, mm-hmm. they don't have the actual um, tread and bike and all that stuff. They have a digital app that you can do a lot of things with no equipment at all and still lose the same type of weight, and still be moving. So, I just say, don't let that be your hindrance. Right. I hope so.
0: Last for of February, I did a series on Black Representation Matters series, and it was mm-hmm. just focusing on how there's a lot of different fields where it lacks Black people in those roles. And I talked to another trainer, and we spoke a little bit about that. So what has your experience been like being not only a Black person, but a Black woman in the fitness industry?
1: Well, it's kind of a good thing. So <laughs> I didn't realize it, um, but I at one point had, uh, I guess like did some advertising or something like that. And I was getting a lot of hits
0: and I was wondering
1: why. Right. And I was like, wow, I mean, I know I'm nice, but I'm not that, you know, you know, kind yeah. of imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So I started asking and most of my clients, which were women, were they advised me that they picked me because I was a black woman and there weren't many of me. Right. So, as a trainer, a black women trainer, and I'm—I have curves. So you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, very small. I'm, I'm small, but I'm not. You get what I'm saying? I have curves. Right. They can relate. Mm-hmm. They can relate, and they can say, "Okay, so she got a butt. She understands, like right. this, is, you know." Or I, I have me Exactly. She gets me. And then in the yoga world, in that world, there's not many of us at all. um So I find that that's another reason why I love what I do. Because I know that I'm showing someone else that we can do it, um, and I know, for example, Peloton. I don't know if you know Tune Day on Peloton, but Tune Day, she's you know African American, chocolate, and I mean, I think she's younger than me, but she is my chiro, and she she is my representation, and all the things that she's done. She wrote a book. She does the bike. She does strength training, and her on that platform. And then whenever there's like Black History Month or anything, when the George Floyd thing happens, they did a speak up ride and they talk okay. about it and they put it in the face of other people and with other colors. And I'm all about that because right. that's the only way we're gonna speak exactly. sometimes. And that's the only way they're gonna hear us is if we step into their room and sit at their table and then say it. So I think it's kind of interesting cause I'm in also in corporate America um, and I'm a brand strategist for a really big company, and I sit in at tables and where I'm the only one, and that's another reason why I won't leave that job because I'm the only one, oh, and I right. can make sure that someone else sees it, and they're like, well, maybe I can do that. Does that make sense? Makes
0: complete sense. Mm-hmm. Makes complete sense. Yeah. So, speaking about. Black people, the black culture, since this is the Black Dot blog, I want to switch it up a bit and just maybe get you laughing a bit. I asked all of my interviewees this question So, okay. what are you bringing to the cookout?
1: girl mac and cheese
0: mac and cheese i can't get (laughs) i can't get mad at that at all (laughs) i've gotten some really interesting answers that i've gotten i've gotten silverware i've i've gotten uh ipods i've gotten water
1: (laughs) seriously girl (laughs) we lazy we lazy we (laughs) need to bring some mac and cheese you gotta bring you the only
0: one who's like really said good food like, we finally got some food at, at the trip, <laughs> Finally. We got silverware. We got water. We got music. Now we got, and, and somebody said ice. Now we finally got some food. Thank because, you for
1: the food. You're welcome. Because mac and cheese, I, I always say hey. mac and cheese. is always going to be somebody else there with some mac and cheese, hopefully. So I always mm-hmm. like to challenge the mac and cheese. Because mm-hmm. I want to see if mine is the best. So Love it. <laughs> I'm mad somebody said water. That is hilarious. I was mad at
0: silverware. <laughs>
1: And more things Black,
0: I am an HBCU grad. You spoke about HBCUs and how that runs in your family. So what Mm -hmm. role do you think that HBCUs play in the Black community, if any, in your opinion?
1: Oh, I definitely think it plays a role. Um, I'm in a rough spot right now. My son is a senior. uh, And I'm so happy that there's been many uh, athletes. He, my son's an athlete. Uh, He's a basketball player. Um, And we are, you know, the, the idea of what school to go to has been approached, and we're trying to figure that out. but of course, right. I want to go to an HBCU. Of course. Now is that the um, appropriate route for division bas- Division one basketball, Division two basketball? A lot of people have made some representation decisions to kind of stand up for that. And things are getting better. Um, so I say all that to say is I think it plays a big role. Um, I think that we need to be, I, this doesn't sound the greatest, but I think that sometimes we need to be around us, um, to understand the culture, especially in today's time, especially Um, because there's so much going on in the world. And unfortunately the generation where my son is at, where they're 17, they don't get, they don't understand it as deep as we do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to be implanted in it with other people just like you from all different types of walks of life so that you can understand that you you can't walk in that grocery store with your hood on
0: right.
1: I'm your mom, I told you that, but you might need to go to school with others so that you can understand that and I'm not sure if going to um a pWI would help that. Does that make sense? so it I feel like, I just feel like. And in, 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 ultimately we need it. Ultimately we need it. We need HBCUs. And my mother graduated from Virginia State, and my grandfather graduated from Virginia State. Like, And I was raised in a, in a predominantly white neighborhood, but I'm gonna be honest, I would never do anything different. It totally, I tell people all the time, they're like, why do you love your school so much? It made me who I am. That's why you love being an Aggie, cause I it, love made it. Me, it made me who I am. Yeah, you wouldn't be who you are right now if it wasn't for whatever you went through those four years. So um, we are most definitely necessary. <laughs> we most have- definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we've come to the end of the interview. I really enjoyed you, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. all of the viewers will when they hear this. So let us know how we can support and find mm-hmm. you anywhere—social media, website included.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Tashamackfitness.com is the website. It links you to all the goodness. Um, my Tashamack Fitness merch, um, it'll link you to my podcast. Um, it'll also link you to my schedule in case you want to catch something if you're in the Hampton Roads area or any of the virtual personal fitness stuff where people kind of they think I'm like a sergeant or something. I'm not hard. It's not that difficult. But yeah, so if you want to, want to catch a class, sign on up or even if you want to do meditation. But all of this is super easy you can google it tasha mac fitness